Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode two of the Red Flags, an American podcast for little sluts who live for the drama, baby. We are back with an ep- uh, with a second episode. Yeah, we're not done after we're not one and done. Okay, we're here to fucking stay, and we're here to be in your ears every week, talking about the races, talking about the drama, talking about Gunter, and talking about Pierre Gasly. Uh, big drama with Pierre Gasly this week, which we will get into. But uh, first, once again, my name is Brian Muller. I am your host with my good friend Matt Osafin. Matt Osafin, say hello to the people. What's up, Vankers? Hello, Vankers. Uh, fucking Vankers. You're fucking van guys, all of you. Um, uh, I, for, before we get into the race this week, I wanted to talk about our amazing response to episode one, Botas is Christ, that we have had. Um, Matt, we've gone global. You know, we, we thought this was going to be an American podcast, but I got to tell you, I'm looking at the stats and I'm looking at what, what, what the stats are telling me. And we've got fans in South Africa. We've got fans in New Zealand. We've got fans in... In Germany, uh, you know, a few listens in Berlin, Belgium, London, and, wow. of course, all over the United States. Um, and we just want to thank you for listening to the podcast. If you are listening to the, to the podcast, please um, post about it on social media so we can get the, the, the word out about our incredible podcast. And you can actually use... The account, we have an official Instagram now. It's called The Red Flags Pod. And you can tag us there and we will be sure to repost it because we want this thing to go global. Because once again, we want to get bought by Barstool or The Ringer in a year in a bidding <laughs> war. And we're both going to be millionaires at the end of this shit. Yeah. Um, we've even had some amazing fan art from Robin. Robin has made us a couple of amazing fan arts, which we will be uh, displaying on Instagram, and I think it's gonna—I think it's gonna have to take the place of our of our new cover art, and it's pretty incredible. So let's just fucking get into it. So tell us what happened. Uh, tell us what race just happened, Matt. It was the Styrian Grand Prix? It's in Austria. It's one of two uh, races that's taking place on the same track. Um, the same oh, track, which is which is obnoxious in a way. Well, it's obnoxious you know, that it's well, that there's two that there's two races on the same track. They give themselves different names, but ultimately it's the exact same race. Well, it's obnoxious because um, they had to move some things around because of this thing called the coronavirus, Brian. Uh, oh, is that why it's happening twice? That's in a why row? it's happening. Yeah, they had oh, to. Well, they right. can't just do exotic locale after exotic locale because there's a global pandemic going around. But um, so let that be the most obnoxious thing that's going on in your life. So wait, uh, is it not two two races normally every year? Is this the only year that it's... No, it's the only year they do it back-to-back like this, I think, because some other venues have dropped out because they don't have the same access to maybe vaccines or what have you. They're not sure. as safe right now. But um, yeah, so they had this, this Styrian Grand Prix. It was a pretty boring race. You know... It was a I, big fucking snoozer. <sighs> Well, the thing with the, the reason why, I mean, I got up at six in the morning. I was so excited. I'm like, F1 is my new favorite sport. I love it so much. I got up at six in the morning. The race starts. And then immediately fucking Charles Leclerc knocks out my boy Pierre Gasly. And Pierre Gasly is fucking out of the race. And this is how much I love Pierre Gasly, okay? Because he's out of the race. He's in the pits. And I'm like, do I even like F1 anymore? Like, do I even care about this? Like, when he's not there, I literally am considering just not being involved. I'm like, should I just go back to sleep? That's how much I have fallen for Pierre Gasly. Like, that is much how much I love him. 
Um, well, he makes he makes races exciting. This race was ultimately boring, and and there has to be a part of the reason that it was boring because there wasn't that French brie cheese eating gorgeous little boy of Pierre Gasly fucking tearing up the midfield. That brooding, smoldering, fucking intense guy who just is just passion. Got know, taken like out I, by his by his friend by his, by his good childhood friend, friend. Leclerc. Just got absolutely. He just he just swiped across the straight on at, right after turn one and absolutely took out Gasly's uh, rear tire. And yeah, he had to retire the car after that. The, the car was not looking good, and they couldn't they couldn't keep him out there. He ran into um, Ga- he ran into Gasly. He fucking ran into another guy. He took he caused a puncture with Latifi, and then he fucking and then he fucking took off Kimi Raikkonen's front wing later on in the race, and then and then. He fucking wins. The fucking people elect him driver of the day. And it's like, that's why we don't deserve nice things. You guys, you fall for the baby blue eyes and the boyish face. You just, you guys think he's so handsome and so good looking. You fucking, you fall for it. And you fucking, it's, what is this? A beauty contest? You fucking vote him driver of the day because he fucking fought back from a crash that he caused. And then you to know, add insult yeah. to fucking injury, to add insult to injury, he's asked about it. He says he's was one of my best performances. I was like, dude, you crashed into your best friend, and you rate that as one of your best performances. I, I fucking I, like I, it. I like like that we we're seeing a little bit of edge from Leclerc. Leclerc is too fucking nice for no, my. Oh, he's had an easy and fucking Leclerc's, life. He's, he's had an easy ni- life. Yeah, he, well, he has had an he's had a, he's had a pretty easy life. Other than his godfather being fucking killed, if we can remember that, and telling his father on his dying bed that he was going to go to Ferrari and only to just fucking do it. So he hasn't not seen any troubles in his life, but okay. he still has this uh, okay. kind he's of had, like, He's had a few, he he's had sweet, a few bumps on the, ro- the road. He's had some I, bumps on the road, and he has this sweet dip- disposition as if he's just kind of – he's just fell into this life of being a competitive racer. And I kind of like him fucking some shit up. And then dropping all the way to the bottom of the field and then working his way back and having a great race. I think he had a great race. And you he, can, from listen, the hole, he dug mad, himself out of the hole that he put Gasly. himself into. Listen, I'm himself. mad that I didn't get to see Gasly do his fucking thing in Austria. But I will say that I was. it was nice to see someone making moves in this race because not a single person made any any moves in this race. There was uh, very Lando, no Lando was Norris made some shit. fucking moves. Lando Norris made some made moves. He went from being in third to being in fourth. What are you talking about? He Lando came, Norris he, didn't do shit in this race. All right. He, he, what are you talking about? He, he like completely ruined the race for Perez. And like he got in front of those guys and they were like, what the fuck is this guy doing here? And then he eventually had to let him by. And that's the reason that he fucked the race for Perez. You know, he was he was. A well, total... I, I think if, is that him doing amazing work is just like kind of annoying another driver. He well, went, he's just he started the supposed... race. He started the race in third and then he ended in fifth. But OK, we digress. We're going to get into that later. I just expect more from the fans to look beyond the pretty face and look into the, the hearts and just look at the race. I just. It just if, if if Charles Leclerc looked like Nicholas Latifi and did that shit, I don't think he's winning char- like fucking driver of the day. It's bullshit. <laughs> it's fucking beauty contest. It's a popularity contest. And I think we should stop rewarding white cisgendered handsome men for breaking shit and then fixing it. Okay. It's, Whoa! It's, it, it, yes, shots fired yes. on the pod. Yeah, you I, didn't know this was a socialist podcast. Yes, it is. I'm talking. We talk about real issues on this F1 pod. I think I was so upset that he got rewarded for this reckless behavior. 
reckless. He, you sound like a fucking Karen right now. I sound like you a sound Karen. Like, you, yeah, you sound like <laughs> a Karen. You sound like someone who's going to the fucking board and complaining that you know that his son is not getting preferential treatment. Gasly is my son. Gasly is my son. Well, you're trying, and that's how it feels. And guess, and guess what, babe? It's obvious. Okay. Um. All right. Pierre, let's, you let's, gave let's... Pierre a B on the test, and he deserves at least an A minus. <laughs> that's my son. That's Pierre. right. He should, uh, from Matt's point of view, Gasly should get points for this race, even though he didn't even race more than one lap. I digress. Okay, so let's 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 talk about what happened in this race. Okay, what happened at the top is becoming just the the new way that it is, which is that Max Verstappen was clearly and safely in a lead. Lewis was behind him and in front of the rest of the pack because when when during this race, I mean, the two of them were just. 20, 30, 40 seconds in front of the next person for almost the entire race. But it was still Max Verstappen who kind of was the clear, was clearly in the better position. Lewis didn't really have a chance to beat him in this race, and they finished 1 2. I mean, it's like really hats off to Max and Lewis, like in a way, because they're just like much better drivers than. They're, they're really playing, they're in a league of their own. They're the two, they're the two best drivers by far and they're in the best cars and it's uh what i'm what i'm fearful of is that this season is not going to be interesting because it seems like red bull has just pulled ahead and is in the number one position now and i'm like are we about to just watch red bull dominate from this point on is this and is this season going to be boring like the rest and are we about to like enter into another boring season where it doesn't look like anyone has a chance except for the leaders we're such spoiled little we just get spoiled so easily because at first, because at first I was like, I just want to watch anybody win, but Lewis, like, yeah, even Max, who's just like this, he's got this, um, he's got this, jo- he's got Joffrey Baratheon vibes, like just evil right. prince. <laughs> he's just got this evil yeah. prince vibe. Like, I'm so sick of Lewis winning for the two months that I've been watching this shit that I'm just right. like, ah, yeah, give me Max. I'll watch Max win, and then now he's starting to win for like two weeks in a row, three weeks in a row. And we're like, us, us new fans are like, Jesus, this is boring. God, can you imagine how much, <laughs> how boring it must've been for people who've been watching Lewis win for years. It's like, ah, oh, two weeks of max. Like, God, it's like, give it, it's a long season. It's a long, anything can happen. You know, what's crazy to think about is if Lewis didn't hit that fucking magic button, they'd be like tied right now. Because Max, because all that needs to happen is Max has to go into a wall and Max has to fucking, Max almost lost control of the car. Like, yes, Max has to make a mistake and Lewis has to win. That's all that has to happen. And this shit is like a ball game again. So let's just. Well, I hope that that happens. I really hope that that happens. And I'm finding myself rooting for Mercedes. And I'm finding myself rooting for Hamilton because for the first time, it seems like Hamilton is an underdog. And I'm a, I'm a Mets fan a Jets fan and a Knicks fan. So I've never rooted for a winner in my entire life. I've only rooted for losers my entire life. It's what feels comfortable for me. So <laughs> to have been rooting for Red Bull and for someone to take this top crown only to have Red Bull kind of take it in this way, it's kind of it's it's difficult for me. So I'm finding myself rooting for rooting for Mercedes. So you I'm should, I'm You should talk to your therapist about that. You don't feel comfortable <laughs> like to be in a good position. That's like psychological. Yeah, I don't feel comfortable just being safe. Safety you, you, feels unsafe. You're wearing a Red Bull hat 
you were a Red Bull fan. Now Red Bull's winning, and you're like, I don't like how this feels. So you're like, <laughs> I don't like. You need to play it safe and I... just go for Haas, so you know you'll always be safely unsafe. <laughs> I need to go into every race rooting for Haas. I mean, that's what it's felt like being a Knicks fan for the past twenty years is just being a Haas fan, but not this year to maybe, and not next year. Now you know what I realized is like I think I went to my first Yankee game, my first baseball game ever, and I was like, I'm from New York, I'm gonna root for the Yankees, and I turned to the my dad's friend who I was with, some guy, I think he was from Morocco, I think. And I was like, mm-hmm. he, I was like, who are you rooting for? And he was like, I'm just rooting for a good game. And I was like, what a dumb answer. And now I get it. Like, I don't really, these guys are all just cash and checks. You just want a mm-hmm. good rate. You just want a good game. And I which told- is how I, which is how I felt watching this, which is how I felt watching this race. Because this was just not a good race. It was just boring. What I'll, I'll say is that I went to a, a bar here in New York City at 9 a.m. on 33rd Street. The bar. Ew. Let me, let me, let me shout out. Let me shout out what the bar is. icky area. The bar's name is. It is. It's a tough. It's a tough area. It's a tough hang. Um, 33rd yeah, and what? Uh, off of 7th. Okay. It's 33rd between 7th and 6th. Okay. I mean, just south of, of Times. MSG. Yeah. You're at um, Fiele. F-E-I-L-E. The Fiele Bar. And so is it like a Ferrari bar because it's like kind of Italian sounding? You know, maybe. I don't think so. I just think that they're the bar that kind of made their thing into being, hey, let's have we're, we're going to show F run races here. So every Sunday morning it's fucking packed and they get to make some money. And I got there at 9 a.m. and there were no seats available. The bar was packed. I should have gotten there at 815 if I wanted a seat because wow. it's nice for once to be surrounded by some F1 fans. By your people. be about by my people and and it felt like being at home which is how i feel being on this podcast and talking to my my only true friends in this world which are the people that listen to the red flags and can i just interject one thing can i just interject one thing before like that must have felt so good like i totally get why people are into QAnon now you know (laughs) like to just be part of something that nobody else understands and you see another f1 person you give them like the head nod and like they know and <laughs> yes. you know, and no one, everyone's like, what the fuck is this thing? And they're like, <laughs> they don't get it. Like, it's, it's a hundred percent. It's a hundred percent accurate. And the first you're episode, like, I was just, you're to, like, just it, like, uh, lay, they should lay off Botas. And they're like, yeah, just set Botas yeah, free. Should. And they're like, yeah. And everyone's like, who the fuck is Botas? And it's like, you don't get it. That's QAnon. You don't fucking get it. That's QAnon. It is, it is full QAnon. But it's, and, but it's harmless. Uh, it's harmless. It's harmless. Um, totally. No one gets hurt. That, no one gets hurt other than the driver other sometimes. Other than the driver more. sometimes. No, not really. Um, so let's kind of go down. Let's go down the list of, of how this race turned it out. So we had Verstappen taking the victory. We had Hamilton coming in 35 seconds behind him, which can show. Now, I will say that he did stop. And get he put on the soft tires so that he could get the fastest lap, which he did. And he did get fastest lap at the end, but just saying. The most exciting part, the most exciting part was was like when the cloud showed up and they kept cutting to the cloud, and then and then <laughs> yeah. I, you couldn't hear this in the bar, but they showed that they, they played the radio. Um, they kept they showed it on the radio. Lewis, who's like a legend in the rain, he goes, "Is that rain? Is it is it gonna rain? Is it gonna rain? Is it gonna rain?" And they're like, mm-hmm. "No, Lewis, I don't think it's gonna rain." He's like. 
<laughs> well, yeah, I saw there were memes saying the most interesting part of this race was this fucking cloud because <laughs> it was we, people were begging and dying for for uh, for something to happen to shake to shake this race up because it was um, it was very exciting. So uh, we had Botas, our guy, Botas, having who had had a rough qualifying coming in third. He spun out in the pits because it's just been tough for him. And he had to lose two spots on uh, at the start of the race because of his dangerous behavior in the pits. So he started the race in fourth or fifth. I think he started the race fifth, in fifth because he because he actually he actually came in second. He he qualified better than Lewis, but then he dropped right. by three places because it's like the shining in there for him. You know what I mean? He's losing his mind. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> all work and no pits makes Lewis a dull boy. Like it, I mean, uh, Botas a dull boy. Like it's rough. Yeah, it's tough going. But he, but he powered through and was able to get on the podium for this race. He did so his job. He beat Perez. He fully did his job. And so, uh, while you know, Mercedes did get some good points with them both finishing on the podium. We had Perez coming in fourth. Who the only really somewhat exciting thing about this race is that the, at the very end. When he had the pace on Botas, they brought him in. He got a fresh new pair of tires or, you know, quad of tires. And he almost, if there had been one more lap, he probably would have had Botas. But Botas held him off. Or if he didn't have that shitty pit, he could have caught Botas maybe. Right. So what I'll say, here's what was what was really fun about being at the bar and and being among our 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 Q our, our, our QAnon our, Q our own version of QAnon. <laughs> Every time there's a little something that someone who doesn't follow the sport would not know wouldn't care about the entire bar erupted so when when Perez was in the pits and they couldn't get his back his rear left tire off and he they were able to get it off and he ultimately had like a four second pit as opposed to a two second pit the entire bar was up and then everyone was like oh my god and I was and, and finally I was among people who understood the significance of, uh, of Red Bull having a bad pit. So when George Russell had the 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 pit that was like twenty seconds, was everybody just screaming, F freaking yeah. out? Everyone was freaking yeah. out. Everyone was just like, "This guy can't catch a fucking break!" Right, oh right. my god, this is horrible. It was incredible. Right? People were like, "What the fuck is happening?" Yeah. It's like um, it's like when the when the when the ball hits the crossbar like three times in a, in a soccer match or something. Right? right it's just like right, the most right. agonizing it's so thing. Obvious. <laughs> but way less um, obvious because yes. you're like that seemed pretty fa four seconds seems fast you're like no that's a lifetime that's a lifetime it's a, that's lifetime. a lifetime it's an absolute <laughs> you don't understand it's a fucking lifetime so let's wait let's let's talk about george russell russell for a second because um george russell had a had a great qualifying yeah and i believe was qualified eight no no he nine, qualified which, 11th which was still great okay qualified Apparently 11th is actually a good thing to qualify as it's a really good number to qualify as because this is what my friend who I met at the bar told me. Shout out to my guy, Clint. Uh, my friend, <laughs> who my new friend, Clint, at the bar told me that if you finish 11th, you can actually use whatever – if you don't go into Q3, if you don't go into the final thing of qualifying, you can actually you, – you can start the race with whatever tires you want. Oh. But if you're in the final, the top 10, you have to use – um, I believe the tires you used in Q2, you have to start the race with those. So if you're actually starting 11th, it can actually be really an uh, advantageous place to start because you can use tire, you can use your hards so that you can go the longest without pitting. 
So it can be an actually a good place to start. So Russell, maybe if he started in eleventh, yeah, had did. was was making up some good. He was making up some good ground. He was an eighth that he was in. He was an eighth yeah. when he went into the pits, and disaster struck. Yeah, he had something wrong with like a can or some some technical problem that none of us have ever heard of. The shit was weak with the Williams car. Yeah. Yeah, and he was in the pits for, I mean, 18, 18 or 19 seconds, yeah. and it was just absolutely brutal. The one time, I mean, the this Williams car just is not a great car, and, and Russell, who's kind of in this limbo period right now, who's just desperate to kind of show Toto that, pick me, Daddy, because <laughs> I can bring it home for us. He's just sitting there saying, look at these big baby blues, look at my pretty tan skin and put me in a Mercedes because I can do it and I can take it there. Um, <laughs> he just got, got fucked by, by his car and by his Williams and um, was then out of the race. Didn't it's finish. funny. The last couple of weeks, everyone's been feeling for Botas, like poor Botas, like George Russell's breathing down his neck. George Russell's breathing down his neck. Like everybody get out the violin for Botas. Botas is on the fucking cross. But I got to say this. Right. It's got to be tough for George Russell because George Russell has beaten Lando Norris. He's beaten Leclerc. He's 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 outdone all these guys in like F2. Like he was a better pro. He was like... A LeBron level prospect, maybe not a LeBron level, but like whatever. Pick your prospect. That's like the yeah, Kay he was, was Cunningham. He was, he, was he was he was Carmelo, and he beat Dwayne Wade in the finals yes. of the NCAA tournament. Yes, and now it's like Dwayne Wade is like on the Heat with LeBron, and he's like stuck. On a shit team. It's worth like no no no. It's done. worse than Carmelo because Carmelo was on the Knicks. Like like he's in fucking China. Like he's on some Chinese team. <laughs> right. Like like he's playing international. He's playing basketball. international he's not basketball. Even in the league, really. Like he's not even in the NBA. Like he's stuck with just this horrible car, and he's watching everybody that he used to beat the shit out of, like Lando Norris, who used to just pound. Like he beat him straight up in F two. <laughs> Everyone's just blowing Lando, saying he's like that must be agonizing for him, and he's just, he's just, and then and, and he's then waiting, and he's waiting for top dog because he's waiting for his turn yes. for the top top dog to pick him and bring him out of his situation, pluck him from the ashes, and put him into the promised land, and it's not happening. Wait, it's worse because remember in Drive to Survive, wait, wait, because then one time Lewis got COVID. Or he had like the he got he got contact traced or something. Remember the episode? And then he got put and then it was like Toto was like, You, George, it's your turn. And he's like, finally, I'm gonna score some fuck I'll score some points. Like I'll score a point. I might even win or get a podium. Fucking puncture. Doesn't even gets like And he nine. was winning. He I think he was in first in that race. So he got this close. He got so yeah, he got he got this close for all you podcast listeners. He got this close. And um, so he's had a really, you know, but it's I think it's really good for him and really good for his brand, because unlike Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz, they, they've had these very, you know, these, you know, they go, you know, they've had they've had this smooth, smooth relatively smooth. I mean, Sainz Norris. I mean, Norris is Norris has had the smooth. Norris has had Norris yes. is just 
gone straight into a, a, a very good situation with McLaren where they are uh, they are obsessed. With yes, that. and he's just all he's got to do is rub Zach Brown's belly a little bit and just call him daddy and show those pearly white teeth and uh and leclerc has got this aw shucks like look at me and signs is like my dad is famous isn't that hard and it is, but like they've all had these kind of like pretty blessed existences and right. signs has sort of strolled his way into ferrari and they're all talented drivers, but so is George Russell. And, and he's gotten, he's just fucking withering, just dying for a drop something from, from George. And he's just watching Botas and he's like, come on. And Botas in the meantime, well, in the meantime is, is, is fighting for his life there. And what, and what's, what is interesting. So um, there was a press conference, I believe it was after the race where Lewis was kind of alluding to next season because Lewis is in, is in contract talks. And he was talking about Botas, and he was talking about how he wants Botas to remain on the team, and that Botas is the best teammate that he's ever had. And for Lewis, it's all smiles. For Botas, he's dying inside every time he has to hear this <laughs> shit. But he is—he knows his role, and he's and he's and he's playing his role, and he's doing well. And and Lewis likes him. And Lewis was then asked about George Russell, and he was kind of like, "He's not my teammate right now, so I'm not going to comment." So. It seems like you know, perhaps the 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 day where George Russell is actually going, if this thing is actually going to happen, it might not. It might not happen, and George Russell might be stuck in his current situation. Not to mention that Mercedes is bleeding. So when he gets there, it might not even be a great situation. It might not. It, the 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 field might be leveled by the time he even gets to Mercedes, and he just might be he just might be a tragic figure, a la like a Nico Hulkenberg. Who uh, you know was was they said was going to be this all time great or this guy who was going to be competing for championships and never even made a the bloom might be off the rose and what's interesting is if it takes a couple of years right if if um if 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 Botas hangs on for another year or two or who knows like Mercedes mm-hmm. might be like what about Lando Norris why don't we just fucking get him a hundred percent you know he's hundred he's a fucking god like that guy is amazing at racing cars and we know that he took a decent car and made it great. Whereas like right. George Russell's just beating the shit out of Latifi every week. Like we don't know. We don't know. He's great. Like we think he's great, but like beating Latifi and like the other chumps that he's had to, like he beat the other guy that had that horrible crash that used to be good. But like, we don't actually like George Russell hasn't been tested against any like he hasn't beaten any great competitors in the Williams car, but he did beat those guys in F2 right. like five years ago, four years ago. So he's a great prospect. I just, but I like this. It gives him an edge. It gives him some fire. It gives him, it gives him a narrative like somebody else mm-hmm. who Pierre Gasly, you know, I'll just say it. Pierre Gasly has an edge, has fire, you know, George Russell. Still- and I would love for him to wind up, on some great team with an amazing car, but he also, who knows what's going to happen with him. I, I really hope to see him on a, on, a, on a great team with a great car that matches the brilliance of who he is and what he does. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's, um, let's keep going down. Let's keep going down the list. So we had, we had Perez in fourth, Norris in fifth, a good showing from McLaren, but for, a good showing from Norris. But for me, wasn't necessarily, it, 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 it shows that he's not quite ready to be, with the the true big boys yet. 
What are you talking um, about? Science? What are you talking about? Mag- he started in third, Matt. I don't know what this great race that you think that Lando Norris had. He had a you great. You, had you are race. showing. He's, listen, I am. You are. He started you, in third. You are showing your ignorance. And he fell you two are places. Showing your ignorance. I am slightly. I am ignorant. I am just slightly less ignorant than you. All right. Explain to me this great race that Lando Norris. Okay, had. there's a difference between having one good lap in a McLaren and then stringing to like because the McLaren is just a shittier car. So like. Yes, like Norris can put like there they have like how do I explain this? Basically, those tires are not going to last as long. Like they're going to wear out their tires sooner. So like a McLaren is not going to hold up over the long haul the same as a Mercedes or a Red Bull. So it's re- it's a real that's why like Leclerc qualifies great all the time because he's a really good driver and he could drive one lap really fast but he's not going to actually win a like a race that isn't a street race like monaco where you can't pass so the fact that lando norris qualified third was great and that he only dropped to fifth is an amazing race because think about it there's there's two mercedes and there's two red bulls those are better cars so the best he could really do is fifth. So think about it that way. Well, he's finished on podiums before. He's it, it, yeah, but it, crazier shit has happened. Eighty-four points this season. He has eighty. When did he finish third? When did he finish third in Baku? When Max crashed and Lewis went off the fucking grid. So <laughs> so so two guys had to fuck up for that to happen. So all right, I'll take it. I'll take so it. So just will, you sit know what? down. I will take that. But I but but let's not I'll talk about how he had an incredible race. I would say that he had he 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 had a, a decent race. What are you? What is this? What are, what are you gonna? Race. You're the only person zagging on Lando Norris being not. Good. They're in third, Matt. They're in third. He there. The, McLaren and Ferrari are vying for this for this third place spot. And why are they and doing he, it? It's certainly not because of Danny Ricardo. It's it's certainly not because of Danny. It's Ricardo. certainly. You know, Ferrari has two drivers that are keeping them in third. McLaren has one. And okay. Listen, I love me some Lando Norris, but I, for for you to talk about this this incredible race he had, I just didn't fully see it. <laughs> also, because who was going to really challenge him? Who was going to take him out? Because the Ferraris both started. Well, Leclerc got got taken out early. No, Leclerc took himself out out early. I understand. He was, yeah, he took himself out early, but he was out early. And then Sainz started in like 16th. So there was no one really to fully challenge Norris in that race. So I I, I somewhat reject this this concept that Lando Norris did his job. And that's what Lando Norris did in this race. But it was ultimately finished P5 or better. He didn't really take anyone over. So to me, it's boring. He's finished P5 or better in the past like six races. I mean, I'm saying he's having a great season. So P5 for Lando not... Norris is like P1 because, and barring a catastrophe, he's not. It's about as good as he can do. He's about as good as he right. can do. So uh, okay, so we had okay. Well, let's let's move on because I I don't want to ruin our friendship over or over Lando Norris. I, don't, I think it might already be ruined because he, I just don't see how you can't see that Lando Norris is like crushing it right now. No, I do see that. Usually, I'm the person talking talking positively about Lando Norris, and you're usually the one. Calling him a little fucking weasel. All right, we move on. So we had Sainz in sixth. He had a good race. Came back from sixteen. He was one of the only people making moves. 
He had a he had a he had a good race. We had Leclerc, who we've already kind of discussed. We know how Matt feels about Leclerc. I liked his grit. He finishes in seventh. Stroll finishes in eighth with a, a, a an impressive showing from Stroll. Yeah. Vettel finished in twelfth, so he finished four places ahead of his teammate. Um we got Alonso in ninth, Sonoda in tenth, Sonoda who had a held up held up our guy Botas during qualifying, so he had to he had to start two places behind. But a, a, a decent a good showing from Sonoda. He was in the points. I really like Yuki Sonoda. I'm glad to see that he's, you know, getting some things when done. When are they yanking his leash? In. What do you mean? I'm just saying. They got a good car this year. Like, Gasly's like... Fin- you mean Alpha Tori. Alpha, Alpha, Alpha has got a good car. And it used to be this farm team car where they develop talent, but now they have, like, a straight-up, like, good car that can, like, mm-hmm. battle for fourth, fifth, or sixth. If they had a... If they, if they put Albon in there... Or they put in like Daniel Kvyat, or they put in like a guy who's ready to go. They'd be in like maybe fifth or sixth right now, and it's like I mean, when is like? I know they want to develop Yuki, but like, I mean, they had their two drivers for a while, and and Max and Perez. Like, when are they gonna lose patience with this guy? I don't know. Just a thought. Just a thought. Yeah, I mean, I think I I hear you. I hear you, but I I think that he's. You know, it's still a farm system, and they're and he's finishing at least in the point. You know, him finishing in tenth is not so so crazy because right now they are they are fifth because in the whole constructors championship we got Red Bull, Mercedes, McLaren, Ferrari, and then AlphaTauri in fifth. But they're battling with Aston Martin. So I guess when you think about like how does he hold up next to a Vettel or a Stroll, he's not quite there yet. But at the same time, do does does Red Bull really give a shit about where they end up in the constructors championship? I don't know. So we had Raikkonen in 11th, Vettel in 12th, Daniel Ricciardo in 13th. Just not good enough from our guy Danny. And he posts stuff on Instagram about how this he hates racing on days like today. And he says all the right things. But I just don't know what's left in the tank from him. And it just, I just don't know I mean, Norris is finishing eight places ahead of him. And Ricardo, it just it's it's really upsetting for me. This is like watching this is like watching the guy who was your, you know, the, the guy who you thought was going to make the majors when you were like in middle school, the senior in high school, and now he's kind of there and he's just he's just not living up to the to the to the lore of what I wanted and what I need Daniel Carter to be because it's the only thing that makes me sleep at night is the thing is is knowing that Daniel Ricardo is making moves in F1 I mean I came into this sport for Daniel Ricardo straight That's up why we're both here this is why we're in the sport because we watched him crash into Max Verstappen no we're no no Max crashed into him, him. We, we, Max crashed Max crashed because Max crashed into him we're here because he went off the straight and then backed into something we're here because he won in fucking Monaco with the broken gear system and it's just it fucking sucks we're also here we're, we're also here because he's got the the, the, the beautiful brown eyes the dark, luscious, curly hair, the olive skin, and this can't be understated, the schnoz. We're here because of the schnoz. He's got the schnoz. He's got the schnoz. As and, two and- Jews, we've adopted him. We've, he's an honorary Jew. He, we've claimed him as a Jew. 
Uh, we don't, and, and, and his stock is his stock is low right and now. We're, so we're as Jews, we're low. buying the low stock because and it's so we're cheap. buying the low. So so Danny Ricardo, we are we are we are nominating as as an honorary. He's an Jew. honorary Jew. We don't know if he's circumcised. We can work that out later. Our Australian circumcised. Uh, we should find that out from our fans who have been down under. Um, mm-hmm. We have one fan from New Zealand, so maybe she has some intel because it's <laughs> close by. Yeah, is it is it like Europe? Are they say the same as Europe? They're basically un. Is it just a free for all down there with the foreskin? I don't know, but um, Dan- but we should. So Daniel Ricardo, we're worried about you. We we as as an adopted Jew, uh, we're worried. We're come worried about to, you, Bubby. We're worried about yeah. you. We're worried about you, Bubby, and and I want you to come to Shabbat dinner on Friday <laughs> we'll take when you have a week off. You. And we'll take good care of you. Turn off your phone. Yeah. You turn on the off the outside world. You'll have a little bit. He's of, got spilkus. Is what it is. He's got spilkus. He's got spilkus. <laughs> all he's got. He's got stains on his shirt. He's you know he looks like he's 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 a mess. And you know he's gonna, we're gonna come in. He's gonna have some. He's gonna have some good good Jewish food. And we're gonna get him right. And he's gonna make his way back because we believe it's really it. hard even to watch though, the even though just before even though just before this i've been talking wild <laughs> shit and that i want to that i've given that i've completely given up yeah. on him now that we know that he's jewish he's back he's back with yes. us um i think and people like him so much that they've just given him just endless slack endless amounts endless of slack, slack. Um, cause we, and he needs, he needs a Jew who will give him conditional, slack. conditional psych. <laughs> he needs a tough Jewish mother to be like, to just, just, just nag him just and yell shame at him, him and berate him. And just <laughs> people have been too nice to him. He just, he, you know, I watched, you know, in the, I watched the first he's episode. Too happy go lucky. Australia is too happy go lucky. He's, he's, he's riding bikes and he's doing, he's doing flips. He lives in Los Angeles. It's too, everything around him is too well, nice. And he needs some fucking, he, he needs, needs a nagging Jewish, Jewish mother. Because, you know, when I watched the first episode again, his mother was like, I'll just pray for a safe race, just safe race. And I'm like, he needs a mom yeah. that's like, no, play for, pray for a, pray win. for P1, <laughs> pray for a P1. Yeah. That's what my, my mom would have been like. Would have been nice to have a podium, you know, once in a while. That's what my mom would have done. And I would have, you know, Dan, you know, Daniel's got too much to live for. You know, that's what it is. His life's pretty he sweet. Does. He's like, he does have too much. Get Gasly. That guy's got nothing to live for. That guy does not give a fuck. Um, and and that's you know what it's it's somewhat the same thing a little bit, which is why I sometimes get like Leclerc. Leclerc, his he his father's his father died, his godfather died. He's got this sense of I got I fucking I'm living for I'm living for this race. Um and we just need we just need Danny Boy to kind of get in that mindset because he's I think his life is too good outside of race. Maybe that's it. Maybe his life is too good. Um and we also have to say I think I think that's what it maybe is. Maybe his life is too good. Yeah. Uh, that's what we're basically arguing for is we need we need their we like when George Russell suffers because his life needs to be worse cuz they're like some of their lives are too good. That's his face. Need- we like when their lives are bad because when their lives are bad it makes them better racers. And more compelling. More compelling. I think I also we think don't like when speak, people are just we don't like when people are happy. We like when people are sad. It makes them more relatable. Um, but <laughs> honestly, like one of the good things about this sport is these guys are so unrelatable. Like just be <laughs> just Bond. Just be James Bond. Just drive the most obnoxious <laughs> car and the most ob- like Lewis's clothing is the most obnoxious. Like 
crazy clothing. I'm like, you are just yeah. operating on another plane of humanity. And I love it. I love it. Don't <laughs> ever change. Don't. Ever. But that's why. But but that's why I'm like I'm liking Lewising Lewis. Fucking suffering. There's there these been memes going around of after the race when uh, <laughs> Verstappen's being interviewed and in the in the background Verstappen's got this like shit eating grin and in the background you see Lewis and he's just got his hand over his over his face just like what the fuck <laughs> am I doing God I can't fucking beat this kid. <laughs> well I and think it's very it's unfair to say that Lewis hasn't suffered. I mean Lewis. I, well, he suffered. No, no, no. He, he has a hundred percent. The only, but the last seven years, he's been. The last seven years, he's just been as carte blanche with uh, the entire with all of Formula One. He is a living legend, and that's the one note that I would give to Drive to Survive is they spent like five seconds about how he's the only black person ever, and it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and he's the only black person. It's like you don't want to spend any more time on how incredible his journey has been, <laughs> right? It, it was like. He, he was like, yeah, you know, I've had some resistance. I'm like, some? I bet you, like, like he just <laughs> talked about it for five seconds. And they're like, yeah, so um, anyway, yeah, so you're into, like, so you do political stuff? He's like, yeah, kind of, yeah, I do. Okay, cool. All right, so we're good, like, right? Yeah, we got it, right? Okay, skirt, skirt, yeah. We got it. <laughs> we got it, we got it. So we're going to go, we're going to go follow signs to Monaco, right? Signs is like swimming with turtles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's so he spend like no time on it. It's so he's been through his story is so interesting, and they spend no time on it. Drive to survive. Spend more time on the fact that like the like the bet like he is one of a kind. He's been through the goat. He's the, the goat. goat, and he's he and he's been through so much. Yeah. So yeah, I don't need Lewis to suffer more. I need these other guys to suffer more. Speaking of suffering. And 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 Judaism. Yeah. We talked about our honorary Jew, Danny Ricardo. I think it would be unfair mm-hmm. to adopt a Jew and not claim an actual Jew in Lance Stroll. We've been hesitant because of the circumstances in which he came into the sport. Because he's not because he's not likable. He's not likable at the start. Well, because because his dad <laughs> like straight up bought a team, and then he moved team. And he like displaced Ocon, which we didn't like. And then, mm-hmm. and then they moved to Aston Martin, and he was like, "Daddy, we're going over here." He's like, "Yes, dad, yes, Daddy bought Aston Martin, and you're going to be in the green uniform now in the green car." And he's like, "Okay, Daddy." <laughs> First of all, let me just say, being that guy's son is probably no picnic, Stroll's son. <laughs> I mean, look at that fucking guy. Being that guy's son, definitely not a picnic. We're talking about Lance Stroll's dad, who's a billionaire who bought two teams. Lawrence Stroll. Lawrence Stroll. Lawrence Stroll, Lawrence Stroll <laughs> yeah. is definitely no Stroll in the park. Okay, being that that guy, I can't imagine it's. It, I can't imagine it's very. It's it's very loose in the yes. house. I can't imagine there's a lot of free flowing uh, debate. Shit is buttoned up. Okay, that guy <laughs> has. Up, that guy has lasers coming out of his fucking eyes. Lawrence Stroll. <laughs> that guy. Yeah, lasers or like rocks, because he is like he's he's uh, he's a pretty that guy, burly. That guy's man. dead inside. He looks dead inside. He might not be dead inside, <laughs> but you don't make and that when, kind and, of and money. Whenever, whenever you don't um, make that kind of money. Whenever Stroll has won, whenever Stroll has won, and you see his like shit eating grin looking at him, it's kind of like whoa. There's 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 some there's some succession there. shit going on with that. Like I don't know if I would trade places with Stroll. I honestly, I honestly like, I honestly think that because like, but he's actually a good, right? Like he does well. Like he's been doing he's a, a good, good job. 
Now I have to ask you this, Brian. Yeah. Is he yeah. talented, or if you get enough just bites at the apple, can you just like like Brian? You're an actor. If I just bought a mm-hmm. film studio, right, and I was just like Brian, right. I'm just gonna put Brian in twenty million dollar movies, action movies. Brian is gonna be <laughs> the new Liam Neeson. Like the first couple would suck, but eventually, right, you would just. You know, people be like, "Yeah, that last one was pretty good." You'd, you'd be out. pretty. You'd be. I could yeah. make you into Liam Neeson if I just poured a hundred million dollars into it. I probably could make it happen, right? Yeah, I think that's probably true. Like, you just got enough reps at it. I think that that's probably true. I and, but but maybe where you stay is in the middle, which is currently where Stroll is. I mean, Stroll's beating he's Vettel. Kind of, he's right. Which which shows that he's not just just been given the rep. I think that there's that, that's underselling our our Jewish Jewish man, Lawrence Lance. Okay, <laughs> and uh, so I I I hear your point, and I don't think that it's wrong, but I also think that he's had enough, you know, pretty impressive performances and pretty impressive kind of like moments. To say that he's not a Mazapin, let's say. Uh, that he's uh, not kind of he's mm, I don't think he's in the same category as Which a brings us to our favorite section, last and definitely least, yes. with Mazapin and the Haas <laughs> team. Okay. That's right. Um We're gonna end every episode talking about Gunta. And Gunta so So there was a little cute there's a little cute story on Instagram where um, Gunther's Yeah, there's, we're not going to talk. Let, let, let's be clear. We're not talking about what they did in the race because we, we all, all know, know what happened. Race. You, you don't okay. have to watch I to mean, know. Within, within, five minutes, within five minutes of the race, it looked, and they were like plus 58 <laughs> seconds behind Max. I mean, within like a minute, they were just, oh, you're going to get – they got lapped. They got lapped so And quickly. then Gunther had to like pit. Um, Hit one of them just so they had to like so they didn't run each other off the road and battle for P nineteen. <laughs> it's like a bloodbath. It's like the most. It's like it's like if you if I was an actor and you and I fought for like an extra spot, like it's like it's my extra spot, <laughs> right, right, right. Um, but um, so basically, you know, I think it's part. I guess maybe it's a PR push, maybe not. But like Gunther, our favorite man to ever exist on instagram got mazapin like a little spinner and it was like it's a mazapin you know yeah he got he, he does this whole like kind of song and dance this little ceremony where he's like you know i got you a <laughs> yeah it's very like choreographed this. he's like it's choreographed and, and mazapin's like oh you did and he goes he goes oh yeah open it you know and he, he opens it and he goes yeah look he sounds like how i imagine waluigi sounds but anyway continue <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, look, it's uh, you know, it's uh, it's uh, it's a Mazda spin. So you know, maybe you, maybe you can look at it. You, you can you can spin that instead of spinning the car. <laughs> and so and Mazda's just like, oh, like okay, like this is like somewhat embarrassing, and I feel really uncomfortable. No, you're like uh, you're you're like doing like a backhanded thing like you're doing this like passive aggressive insult but i also think it might have been a hu- like a like an attempt to humanize mazepin for you know his behavior both on and off the track and to show that like right, this he's the most hated the ho- most hated yeah, man in Florida the russian oligarch son maybe has like a sense of humor about himself and like he did like force some <laughs> laughter that's like okay 
Wait, like cut? Okay, so this is like you might want to laugh here so people think that you're human. Okay, okay, we're rolling and we're going. <laughs> but yes. um, it was in it was in line with uh, you know the the moment in Drive to Survive when they have a team dinner. Right. And Gunther's there, and he's like thanking everyone for the season, and then he and then he he points out that Grosjean is not there, and he makes a joke of you know maybe I didn't invite him because he's crashed so much this season, and that and that and that joke probably aged like fine wine because he almost burned to death later that year. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So, so yeah. So, but there's a moment and everyone's kind of looking around in this way that's like they don't know what to say. They're like this is now this is awkward and then Gunter feeling the awkwardness immediately says and you can you know you don't have to tell him that I said that because I'm going to tell him myself that I said that because <laughs> it was like another example of him being like him being like I know everything like I am completely self-aware of every piece of behavior that I have um, but ultimately it just left everyone kind of feeling aw- big awkward turtle energy well I think it's funny it's like it's like this is like his management style, one of his management things is like, I'm going to troll my employees and make demean them and make them feel inferior. Like it's right. <laughs> and what it's one of my, but in this way, that's like, because, because listen, I think a lot of the, the team principals make their employees feel inferior. I think that uh total wolf can make anyone feel inferior. Same with Christian. But just by the sheer, their Same sheer with, awesomeness. Just by their sheer presence yes. and their and their and their judgmental looks that they can give, they do it through silence, and they can make you feel like shit about yourself in the most silent way possible. <laughs> and Gunther does not have those skills. No, he no, he doesn't have. No, he has a different set of skills. He has a different set of skills. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> has a specific, has specific, a- uh, specific, specific set of skills. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I just love it's it's a different approach than the more successful, a less successful approach thus far. Um, that's right. Listen, long listen, he's playing the long game. game. <laughs> this is all just he's just it's like it's not like he's getting draft picks here. <laughs> like it's like it's you don't get anything for tanking. Um, right. But um, <laughs> right. Although apparently now you get uh, more time in the wind tunnel, like ten percent more time. He's like, oh, yeah. I saw so that. it's like uh, he's like, yeah. but Gene, we get more, we get ten percent more time in the wind tunnel, you know. So I think you know, I just love Gunther so much. His management style, like I just I'm praying one day I'm scrolling through Facebook or whatever, and Masterclass comes on, and it's like, hello, I am <laughs> Gunther Steiner, and this is my Masterclass on management and leadership. <laughs> My name is Gunter Steiner, and this is my math class. <laughs> so first of uh, all, f- lesson lesson one. Lesson one: <laughs> responsibility. Never accept it. It's not yours. <laughs> it's not yours. It is. If it's someone else's fault, say that you know it's their fault, and you're going to fix it. <laughs> but ultimately, it's not your fault. You need to. You need to do everything around. Claiming responsibility without actually doing it. And this way, you can keep your job. Is it okay that I'm just viciously doing this? A- that that all I'm doing is this accent? Is it okay that I'm just viciously doing this accent? I mean, he's, he's you know, he's German. Yeah. So I think it's I think it's cool. And I, I, my family's German. Yeah. So, you know, like, I, think, I, think, I think we're safe. But, you know, I want him to, like, pass, like, fake phones to his students. Be like, okay, so Gene is on the phone. 
You know, he's like, <laughs> I know you fucking are. You're telling me, Gene. You're telling me, Gene. Like you, like right. You, you are. He's gonna say, and, and and everyone, and they're all gonna say, you're telling me. And he goes, no, no, you need to, you need to say it quicker and emphasize it. Me, you're telling me, Gene. You're telling me, Gene. Um, <laughs> listen, you laugh at Gunther all you want. There is something to his. There is a method to his madness. So he still has a job. Um, mm-hmm. as long as he still has a job, like. For some reason, it pisses me off that Leclerc can suck so bad in that first lap and get driver of the day. But it makes me so happy, so, so happy that Gunther is just just at the bottom of the barrel. And he still has a job. And his drivers crash into each other. And he's a fucking hazard out here. He hired a just a fucking Bond villain for one of his drivers. And... um yeah, it just makes me happy. Gunther still has a job. We've done two podcasts. He still has a job, and uh, yeah, we're, we're covering we're covering some of the same territories. Last we won't say these these sentences every single podcast. We swear, but um, we're still you know we're still getting we're still getting this way today. I think that kind of uh, I think that kind of covers it. Um, so next week we have another race at the exact same track. Um, which I now know is because of COVID, so I'm not going to talk shit about it, but it is. <laughs> and hopefully <laughs> we have something a little bit more exciting to talk about um, next week. Also, soon, we're not exactly sure when, but we're going to be doing a podcast episode about what is Formula One and why should you give a shit in case you have any friends who are kind of don't understand your lifestyle and don't understand the new choices that you're made and they want to you want them to maybe join the cult. Um, we're going to have this. Um, and also, you know, please reach out in terms of um, engagement. What do you want to hear from us? What uh, what stuff should we cover more? What stuff should we cover less? Do do we like the technical stuff? Do we not? Um, we want to make this uh, this podcast enjoy because it's, it's definitely enjoyable for us. We want to make sure that it's as enjoyable for um, our red flag listeners as well. Um, anything else, Matt? No. All right, bankers. Goodbye. Later, bankers. Fuck the car. Fuck the car. <laughs>